What does it take to live your best life on your terms? To change how things are done? How do you need to show up as a leader so you feel capable of making a difference? What needs to happen that has us able to confidently say we are truly living, leading, and operating our businesses and our lives from our purpose? Join me over drinks as I go behind the scenes to reveal the freedom, fulfillment, and success this sort of radical thinking has had in the personal and professional lives of my guests. My guest today has a unique lens in the world of being human and doing business. He will be the first to admit that it is because of the mentorship and leadership of others that has gotten him to where he's at in his life. And while he could never articulate the gratitude that's necessary to honor those people, he is making sure to pass on those lessons he's learned and continues to uncover to those who are ready and listening. We all need good mentors in our life, and it's been an honor to be able to know him. I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, well, the industry that we're in is uh, the life insurance business, but we're focused on utilizing life insurance as a tool to implement the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, which in essence is you know, being able to recapture the interest that you presently pay to banks, to finance companies, to credit card companies for all those things that uh, you would need throughout your lifetime. So prior to you know entering into this profession, I was a uh, senior partner with uh, with Dell, and so I was in the technology world. I led uh, a team of over 700 uh, teammates in a uh, support center that provided commercial support to, to Dell customers. And I got to hang out with people that love to talk about technology every day. And it was a wonderful, wonderful organization to work for. Great experience was led by and, and mentored by uh, some very, very smart business people who uh, taught me a lot and helped shape my ability to, to operate the business that we operate today. So I was with Dell for just under four years, and I'll take you one step behind that. Uh, I was with Staples Business Depot for seven and a half years prior to that, and I served that organization in a number of leadership capacities, and one of my mentors from that organization, uh, his name was Ted Hutchinson, and he had I would say probably short of R. Nelson Nash, the developer, the pioneer, the founder of the process of becoming your own banker, Ted Hutchinson was uh, by far, you know, as uh, impactful in my life as, as a mentor, as a confidant, as somebody who really helped uh, shape me into the leader that I am. Mentorship. It's all around us if we're paying attention. We're going to get a little bit into his past shortly. And it reminds me of how I was back then when I was younger in, in my early 20s, eager and curious, yet paralyzed in some respects by the unknown. And so never really giving myself the space to stretch and explore. I missed out on a lot because I was not willing to make mistakes or to experiment. Well, I was born and raised in Timmins, Ontario, which is a small mining and forestry community. And when I was in high school, I had really long hair and I was into and still love bands like Metallica. And, you know, so I was, I was one of those long haired guys. Absolutely true. I kid you not. If you saw a picture, you would fall out of your chair. You'd be like, that's not you. There's no way that could be you. And uh, I'll tell you this story. Uh, so I was sitting in class in high school 
and they would periodically make these announcements over the intercom talking about part-time job opportunities for high school students. And over the intercom came this opportunity and it was for a company called Consumers Distributing. Anybody who's listening to this who, who remembers Consumers Distributing, you know that you walked in the store, you flipped through a catalog, you filled out a little order form and a picker in the warehouse would go and grab your stuff. And I remember those catalogs, even though I never purchased anything from them. From the front, this catalog would seem like nothing significant, like any other catalog. But as a young boy, I would open it up and be taken on all sorts of journeys and adventures. For me, this was more than just buying products. It was about possibility and dreams. So I went and applied for that job. And the first day I took the bus complete opposite direction of where I live. And I walked into the store. I said, hey, I'd love to talk to a manager. I'd like to apply for a job. I understand you're hiring part-time. And I was turned away. I came back again very next day. I said, hey, I'm here to apply for a job. I got turned away again. Went back in the third time. And the store manager said, come on back. You know, I'd like to talk to you. And so we had a good conversation. And he said, you know what? I'm going to take a chance here. And I think I'm going to hire you. And the only reason why I decided to do it is because I think I judged you by the way that you looked. There's so much here to unravel. And I share my previous story about the, the, the book to create context. For me, it meant something so different than from others. Do you ever judge a book by its cover? Just say yes, because we all do. It's part of what we deal with as human beings. In one of the personal development programs I took years ago, they call it our meaning-making machine. And we use that to make judgments and assessments of our world, of those inside of our world, as a way for us to compartmentalize everything that's going on. It doesn't always serve us though, as sometimes we organize things incorrectly based on very little information, like who a person is and who they aren't. As leaders, the opportunity, the responsibility even, is to really make sure that we are looking under the surface, that we are digging for what is actually true, not just what we think is true. It's very subtle and it can catch us off guard very easily. And I worked at Consumers Distributing. I started there in 1988 in high school. And I worked there right up until the company folded in 1995. And when the company folded, I was full-time at Consumers Distributing by that point. And uh, we received uh, basically a subsidy to be able to go to post-secondary education. So I went to the Northern College of Applied Arts and Technology. I studied computer technology and I was recruited by Staples Business Depot coming out of college. In fact, two months before I finished my program and the college was kind enough to say, listen, we understand you're, you've received this wonderful opportunity to join this, uh, this retailer. We're gonna go ahead and let you finish the rest of your studies remotely. Because we were opening 26 plus stores a year at that time, we were rapidly expanding. I had an opportunity to come out west and that's what led me to Edmonton. Uh, unfortunately, uh, both my parents passed away prematurely and when I decided, uh, when I got into one of the businesses that I own today, I decided to apply for life insurance and I had to go through uh, an expanded underwriting process because there was really no medically determined cause for the death of both my parents. They were both sudden deaths, which is extremely rare. You know, that really 
they put me through the whole gamut of tests, like head to toe. And then when I got approved, they said, like, I want to buy as much as you'll sell me. I don't know if, if you recall or if you know people who have experienced this, but back in the early 1980s, inflation skyrocketed. So interest rates peaked at about 21.5%. And people were literally walking into the bank and putting their house keys on the teller's counter and saying, we can't afford the mortgage payment. Uh, we, you know, we have to take care of our family, put food on the table, and everything is so expensive, and it's so expensive to borrow money. And so that really tore a lot of families apart, including mine. There will always be circumstances we need to deal with, individually and as groups coming together, be it in business or not. The common thread is we're all on the ride together, and we're all capable. In fact, you likely don't even realize just how far you've come because you've been dismissing those milestone wins and moments of achievements as just par for the course. Spend the time celebrating those moments, good and bad, and pay attention. As doors closed, new ones swing open, and you need to be ready and aware. Your next opportunity for growth awaits. The School of Hard Knocks. How do you persevere through those challenging moments? How do we nurture this in others? I don't know if you've noticed or not, but Jason's progress has not been a linear path and neither will ours. The pivots came and went and continued to be that way as he moved forward. But every single one of those pivots was necessary in order for Jason to be ready and be equipped for what was to come next. When I had moved on from Dell, my wife Rebecca and I were pregnant with our firstborn and we were living in uh, Riverview, Florida, which is just south of Tampa Bay. And I was uh, at that time with Dell, I was on an executive uh, leadership mentor program. So I was on an international work assignment. And when we came back to Alberta, I had to find something to do. And I was introduced to my uh, colleague at that time and he had um, not only his financial planning practice, but he had a debt management practice. I entered in helping families who were struggling with insurmountable levels of debt. And I was asking those families in the interviews, God forbid, if the unthinkable happened, how's your family going to go on living? And the answer was, we don't know. And I, I just asked, I wasn't even licensed at the time. And I would ask, how much life insurance do you have? And most often the response was, none or nowhere near enough so i spoke to my colleague at that time and i said we need to we got to solve this problem so we formed an insurance agency and began to incorporate that into what we were doing to help these families you know get out of debt and get on a better path and then it got so busy i had to make a decision i had to pick a lane you know do i want to continue in the debt management practice or do i want to focus entirely on this process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, and that's the path that I chose. And it's completely changed everything uh, for me, for my family, and by proxy for you know all of the uh, amazing clients that we uh, are really honored to serve. I'm a big fan of the difference makers in our world. They see a problem and they hit it head on. They are fundamental in moving humanity forward. Their biggest strength, though, is also their biggest weakness. I know, 
weeks. I'm one of them. We only have so much time, energy, and attention at our disposal. So we must clearly define our purpose. The thing that drives us, whether we're an individual or a group coming together and decide to commit to that single area with 100% focus. You can't be everything to everyone, but you can be something great for someone. For the most part, you know, the, the colleagues that I interact with in the industry today who didn't uh, take the same journey you know, that I did in getting into the business, there's such a emphasis on the product. It's all about the product and it's all about the features and benefits of this product. And this is how great this particular product can be for you. But when the only tool you have is a, a hammer, every problem begins to look like a nail. So Jason, right from the beginning, came into the business of life insurance from a completely different perspective than that is typical of the industry. There's nothing wrong here, of course. Just a limited view we can get easily trapped in if we're not actually doing the work of clearly defining why we're doing what we're doing. Because if we're not clear, the gap between doing meaningful work that fills your tank and that which you dread to wake up to every morning becomes larger and larger. And so does the seed of doubt to actually feel like you're able to do anything about it. That is, of course, not the truth. Just what we think is the truth. That gap narrows quite quickly when we do the necessary truing up for ourselves. I came into the profession being excited about a process. And I learned that it was the insurance that is the tool that we use to implement the process. And so it was a completely different entry into this business for me. And so I didn't come into the business with, you know, maybe a, that bias that can be imposed upon you. If, if you're just going into the business saying, I want to be a life insurance agent. Uh, you know, I have a lot of wonderful colleagues in the profession that you know, are, are really just laser focused on life insurance solutions and what they provide to clients and they love what they do. But much like any other business, you, you can either be transactional or you can be relational. The industry at large is so focused on getting the next client. I need to get to the next client. I got to get the next client, right? So you leave people behind just by proxy. And so if you don't have a good business system in place that supports frequent and effective communication, or if it's not even a priority, then it's, it's a business that is going to be really, really difficult for you. Okay. So this is where I'm going to caveat my earlier comment about being 100% focused. We are human beings after all, not robots. So ask yourself, what do you prioritize? Who are you leaving behind as you continue to venture forward? Do you even realize it's happening? Or are you too busy pushing ahead to even notice? We must be willing to invest some time in innovating and exploring the possibilities of the future and not be concerned about how, just think big. It's really the only thing that will keep you relevant, even if it is inside of a hundred year old industry like life insurance. We, we, we won't ever get anything done of significance here without great people being surrounded by wonderful teammates and people who uh, want to take the hill with you.
we are completely in an expansion mindset. Um, even with the current viral pandemic and with, you know, the uh, corresponding economic, you know, um, calamity that's going on, uh, we have two choices. We can advance or we can retreat. And if you're on my team, we're advancing. And so I'll leave no person behind on my team and we're going to take that hill no matter how much ammo we have left, no matter what's in front of us, we are going to, we're going to win. And our team uh, has completely bought into that, that painted picture vision of, you know, what we're building here. I'm grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the bad. Because that, that, put, that leaves me in a position of power to, to change and, and to continue growing. So, yeah, you can learn how to do things really well. And you can also learn just as well how to not do things, <laughs> you know. And so uh, I, I learned uh, quite a bit from 2008 to 2019. Uh, it was a, just, I would call it uh, a journey that I'm very grateful for, for all the good and the bad. You can never reach the summit of Mount Everest without a solid team behind you. So who do you have in your corner? And are they the right people in the right place to support you on that journey? You know, don't ever be found guilty of giving up on yourself. If you think that there's a better opportunity ahead and you're, you're sitting on the fence and really struggling internally with whether or not you should pursue it you know you've heard the the you know follow your instincts and follow your heart and all of that i think what you really need to do is you just need to make a damn decision i struggled for about three years before i took a progressive step forward you know i was already uh, mentally checked out it, it was just the the fear of the unknown and the fear of hey if i leave this environment that I'm in doing extremely well and just not liking the environment that I was in and being afraid to saying, wait a second, that's not me. When there's fight or flight, I sprint into the fight. And so I just, I, I just said, I got to make a damn decision and it turned out to be the best decision that I've ever made. And so, and it's not a slant on anyone that I, I had worked with previously. I, I wish my previous colleagues well, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to do great. And, you know, there, there were definitely definitely some very big differences in terms of you know how to how to lead people how to treat people uh, how to care for them and give them a safe and trusting environment to uh, to do their their good work in remember who you are at some point in our life we find ourselves out of touch it's a byproduct of the roller coaster that is life but we are always provided with an opportunity to check in there's always a choice and a decision to make. Perhaps the current journey on the path you're on works for you, and that's great. And perhaps, just perhaps, deep down you feel like something is missing. There is always more to it, and you get to trust yourself that you know what to do next and to just jump in. You will never truly discover what you want until you experience what you don't. So. What pulls you? It's subtle, not forceful. It's delicate and can be easily resisted. But notice how you feel. At the end of the day, only you can take those steps forward. So go out there and be great. 
You owe it to yourself and to those you have an impact on every day. The right leadership changes everything. And for our next generation of game changers striving to achieve what has yet to be achieved, you must be willing to do what has never been done. So make ripples, lead the charge, create cool shit that shows others the way to be braver, brighter, and better than we were yesterday. Personally, you owe it to yourself. The more we come together more intentionally to support one another, the sooner we'll all find ourselves not just living, but contributing to the creation of the vibrant, connected communities that fuel dreams. It takes a certain leader to make this happen. So who comes to mind that you would like to hear from? Please let me know and I'll see what I can do to make it happen. Thanks so much for listening.